Hello and welcome to the Reading Entertainment Podcast, episode 398 for May 7th, 2023. Joining me this week, we have Connor the Cybermonk Punk. Connor the Cybermonk Punk Besh. Yep, that's my name. That's what they call me. Put it on my epitaph. <laughs> it took me until then to like comprehend what you even just said and that it was wrong. It's yeah, it me. Was... I'm the Cybermonk Skunk. <laughs> And we're, of course, joined by Andrew Rowe McFain. I'm here. I'm your host, Nathan Reed Spruth. So, uh, where can we find you guys, whoever wants to pipe up? Uh, you could go to aroa.website and you can find all of our relevant social media links, including, but not limited to, a link to Clinton's Core Classics, a Rise of the Rune Lords first edition actual play podcast. If that's your sort of jam, I guarantee you'll like it, especially now that we've been re-editing the first season. Man, our first season was bad. Did you know that, Nathan? I I was under the impression that our previous editor for Clinton's Core Classics was not up to the standard of future seasons. It's it's almost like they didn't edit at all. It's almost like they just kind of threw some background music and turned it a little too loud at some places and just hit publish. I don't even do that. God, I hate everybody. <laughs> I don't. I, I'm like, ah, it's fine. The only thing I will do, and this was only a thing that happened in like the first few episodes, is I think Oroa is trying to be edgy and would just say racist things that I would have to edit out. And did I? Was, yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh. you did. <laughs> I mean, I've I've definitely uh, been the cause of you having to stop and edit an episode before too. I I'll admit when I've been a naughty boy. Yeah. Yeah, and I was being casually well, considering we've been doing this show for like eight years now. Yeah, I think seven, seven years, something like that. Yeah, I was pretty casually racist for for the funnies years ago. I'm happy that we've all grown out of that. I, thankfully, I never really got into the casual racism. I, uh, as Linus would say, I said the hard R. Um, <laughs> yeah. Not, not that one. So you know, the one for mentally disabled people. But I've. I've since stopped saying that. I do. Uh, I, I've 99% cleared it from my, my vocabulary. Yeah. yeah. Since it happened to come up, speaking of editing old episodes, uh, a lot has changed in seven years. Uh, l- luckily, you and I, we aren't like, like, we do make fun of each other, but like, we're not being offensive when we do it. Uh, some of our cast members who are no longer cast members are definitely like, well, I'm bored now. Time to make a gay joke. And it just hasn't aged well. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I heard I I I heard that from one of our listeners. She was she was originally in the podcast and then she backed out because of probably because of that. You know, that's probably <laughs> one of the many factors. Yeah. Of, uh, and and she's like, "Why?" Actually, it's Nick Lotus. She's been on here. And she said, "When do the gay jokes stop?" And I'm like, "They they stop pretty quickly, I think." It's about episode 9, I believe, but that's a whole lot of bulljack to dig through. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Anyway. So I've been taking those out because uh, we're better than that. We are. And uh, you can find me, Nathan Reeton Spruth, everywhere at Reeton, mainly Twitch. Go to twitch.tv forward slash Reeton. Uh, I'm there Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific time to 9 p.m. Pacific time, unless something happens. Like, you know, the 1st of June, I'm going to go watch Whose Line Is It Anyway live. So that should be fun. But everyone's dead. What? Everyone's dead? I don't think any of them are dead. I don't think, I think any of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the only, I don't know. Uh, I saw I saw Drew Carey on The Price Is Right recently, and he looked like a corpse on stage. So I he's not he going to be there. A whole bunch of weight. He did. I think that's that's a big part of it. Is he looked? It, it was like when I lost. I lost like forty pounds at one point, and uh, that was like a good twenty five percent of my body weight, right? And. My mm. my sister was like, it looks like you're doing meth. And I was like, great, the meth is working. <laughs> Losing weight. Used to weigh, I used to, you told me weighed not even 200 pounds. I'm Nathan. Nathan, <laughs> Nathan is only four foot nine. He's allowed to be a little heavy <laughs> boy. I'm, not, I'm Man, taller I've, than I've that. I pulled up a photo of Drew Carey. He kind of looks like a funny Steve Bannon. Uh, yeah, we're going to move on from that. But... <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, we are we're going to move on and I'm going to ask Cyberpunk Monk 
what games you played. Uh, you mean Cybermonk Punk? Cybermonk Punk. Cybermonk Alunk. Cyber uh, space. Cybercrunk junk. Spaceman Punk. What games have you played this week? Going? In the Come monk on. One more. I'll, I'll accept it. Uh, <laughs> I, I actually do have a couple of games that I'll quickly breeze through. First, you, you know how that Dead Rising game came out and it's like, you know, you, you go around fighting zombies using fun stuff? It made yes. me think of another game where you go around fighting zombies with fun stuff, which is the original Dead Rising. Uh, Wait, okay, that... I think I think you are... You, you, you missed you missed, somewhere you missed in there, man. Yeah, you said right. the first Dead... You know how Dead Rising came out. You meant Dead Island came out. The new Dead Island yes, game. I'm sorry. The, the new Dead Island came out, which is what you have been playing. Yes. Uh, and and you know, so as many, it's just you. It's only Nathan's been playing it. And that's been making me think, oh boy, zombie games sure can be fun. So yeah, like I said, I, I downloaded Dead Rising. I've been playing it a little bit on my Steam Deck. That's a good Steam Deck game. I've got like 10 minutes of time to kill before my next appointment. Yeah, I'll go around, I, I don't know, uh, lawn mowing zombies. That's fun as hell. Uh, you know, it's, it's, I, I recommend it if you got a Steam Deck. It's a good quick burst game. Uh, I've also played a little bit of Halo Master Chief Collection. Uh, we did it. All you... the lasos, they're complete. Good. If I wanted to, I can uninstall this game now. Do it. I'll, I'll probably keep it installed for a little longer. I, un I uninstalled it a while back. Cause I only do it for the multiplayer, and I don't have any friends. So that, that means I had to uninstall it. Also, why would you play a shooter, an online multiplayer shooter, with a controller? You don't have to. Yeah, you use sword and board, mouse and keyboard. Yeah. On your on your Steam Deck, though. Oh, um, uh, I don't think you can multiplayer with the uh, Master Chief Collection yet. Oh no! Oh, the... well, you can, but uh, they they did make it so you can, but you have to use like the the anti cheat mode or whatever it is. Interesting. Uh, oh right, I forgot because even though you can just literally like flick a switch and it works with the Proton or whatever. I don't, yeah. I don't get it either, man. Did um, any, anything else to Brent? Oh, yeah, first off, congratulations on, on beating all of the Halos with the lasso, in case anybody doesn't know. That is uh, Legendary All Skulls On, which makes it harder. Kind of son of a bitch to Just do. Just a little bit. Uh, yeah. It shows how many people have completed the playlist. Hold on, I took a screenshot of it afterwards. But like, we are the 624th and 625th people to do it in the world, uh, as of... of Master Chief Collection. I'm sure people have done it before then, too. Good. And yeah. I also have been playing Shenmue. Speaking of super hard things, do you guys know about the infamous Catching the Leaves challenge in Shenmue 2? I, ne I never... I didn't have a problem with it when I played it years ago. I'm happy for that, uh, to hear that from you. Uh, I also didn't have a problem this time. I got it in, like, 15 minutes, which is pretty dope. I guess people spend, like, weeks of just being like, gotta catch the leaves. Uh, I remember probably taking like maybe a whole day, like, like in game day that is, as a kid to do it. And this time I just <laughs> breezed <laughs> through it. Good. So that Proud was nice. You. Yeah, I don't recall having like any difficulty playing through Shinmu 2. It's not a difficult game. Some of the stuff it asks of you is a little tedious, though. Yeah. I never want to move another box again, for example. They're gonna, they're, you're gonna be at work and they're gonna be like hey can you uh learn how to drive a forklift and you're just gonna like go into a fetal position now a forklift i would do the forklift parts of shenmue fun as hell oh okay parts where you gotta pick up boxes on the harbor hate it yeah. left 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 it's annoying uh, if I've i worked playing... with you if i worked with you and we were carrying boxes and like had to go through a door or something i would totally do that and then you would get mad at me I would laugh, and then I would drop it just like they do in Shenmue. <laughs> oh no, this is a this is a manager's computer. Oh shucks! Uh, I've also been playing Mega Man Battle Network. Uh, I beat the first one, so now I'm playing Mega Man Two. Uh, it, it's a big step forward as far as like what you could expect out of a Game Boy Advance game going from one to two. I adore this game just as much as I did as a kid. And I'm probably going to go back to not having the super bro broken buster mode on. At least until I get bored of fighting again. Because when every shot does 100 damage, it's like, okay, I could just basic attack my way through this. That's that's not what the spirit of the game's about. That's uh, that's how you always get in like the you know Final Fantasy games, right? You just get to the point where 
you one shot all the the main enemies or like the mm. common enemies the main enemies that's fine but like boss fights or even like if it's a, a, a main enemy i haven't fought before yet like i, I want to experience the game mechanics you know yeah that makes sense and then um, I've also played Battlefield 2042, and I've also played Space Station 13. It's, you know, like, that's like a row with, wow, you just sort of expect that I've dipped my toes in the water with those. Yeah, little... but I don't even talk about it anymore. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, let's move on to a row. And what games have you played this week? Uh, so I have been, and I'm currently playing a game that hasn't released yet. Uh, <gasps> La Gasp. Yeah. Is, so Is it, is it Zaldo? Yeah, uh, so the the new Zelda Tears of the Kingdom uh, got leaked last week, and I've been playing that every day. How is it? Uh, cur- uh, so I'm of two minds on it. Um, one, the game itself is fucking incredible. Okay. So far, I am so unfathomably excited to see like what content creators do in this game like i want to see people streaming this game um the new things that you can do in the game and i'm not i'm not going to spoil anything intentionally uh the new things that you can do in this game are just unbelievable uh i I thought that at best it was just going to kind of be more of the same, but you know, they like change up the ways that you can interact with the environment using the tools. No, they've just, they've just made all the tools even more flexible and enhanced the ways that the systems can interact with each other. It's like somehow Nintendo has managed to twice in a row completely revamp everything about the like open world RPG survival game genre. Um, like it, this, this is amazing. Now <laughs> what? I'm not even very far in. Yeah. Uh, I'll probably, I'll probably get it when it comes out. I will get it legitimately and not I just 100% recommend doing that. Yes. Um, yeah. The only caveat I... I have to all of it. 30 frames a second? Not even. Oh. Oof. Oof. And this is not an emulator thing. Yeah, um, it's a game. It's like the, the Pokemon. It's yes. just uh, the Pokemon open... or Xenosaga. Uh, or I'm sorry, Xenoblade Xeno Chronicles 3. Mm-hmm. The, the open world is locked at 20 FPS. Oof. And uh, whenever you go into a shrine... It goes to 30, but the open world itself is locked to 20 FPS. I will admit I haven't played it on an actual Switch. Uh, my friend has been playing it on a Switch. It looks like it holds up better on there in terms of staying at that 20 FPS, but you can feel it. <laughs> like, yep. Not necessarily I... that it was going to have a locked FPS, but I was exclusively waiting to see how it performed before I even considered making a purchase. Yeah, It'll show up it, on the next-gen consoles, I'm sure. I know what Nintendo does. Yeah, maybe, that's, maybe that'll be the time to play it. This is very obviously like going to be the same thing as what the first Breath of the Wild was, where it's going to be a transitionary game between this the, the Switch and whatever comes after. I'm sure it's just going to be an upgraded Switch with better hardware, uh, which is fair enough, because yeah. like that's really all this game needs. If this... Even if this could run at solid 30 FPS in the open world, that in and of itself would be more than enough, in my opinion. I, there are some aspects of just just minor things in the game that make me think that there are hints at what the next Switch is going to be capable of doing. That again, I'm I'm not going to go into detail on because I know there are people who want to go into it completely fresh. I was one of those. Uh, but just all in all like if you were on the fence about it i 100% think that it is worth playing even even with the frame rate issues i think that this is a game that uh is something to experience and is so far beyond what nintendo has otherwise been doing recently 
like I, I am curious because I know the the Breath of the Wild, the you know the first one that came out, has a sixty FPS patch for mm-hmm. emulators, and it apparently runs really well. So I'm hoping that that comes yeah, out pretty there, quickly. There is currently a mod that will make it run at 60 fps but you don't want to use it it's not very Um, it's not very optimized yet they didn't they they literally just uncapped the frame rate oh and uh all that does is just make it so that the game runs three times faster than it's supposed to see i figured that's exactly what they would do yeah they they need to do what they did with the breath of the wild mod and you know turn down the time scale on everything so that it runs properly because also like the that just I, I haven't seen much of the story yet because just like in breath of the wild i'm spending all of my time on the opening area um but already like the cutscenes are amazing are you getting uh, I'm uh, really interested do you have to collect more kuroku seeds or whatever they're called or yes yes Barak, you do yeah. <laughs> but you know that they're poop this time yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they if they're gonna do that joke a second time somehow. Uh, I will say though that I've already experienced two new types of Korok puzzles. So, oh good. I mean that's pretty cool. Well, um, I'm excited for the cease and desist letter that I get from Nintendo of America. <laughs> Very excited for. That. I haven't got one of those. If I get a cease and desist letter. Uh, if it's through it, on your wall, oh yeah, I'm framing that. <laughs> we don't do letters anymore. We'll just send fifty armed men to your door. Oh yeah. Well, hi, we're the Pinkertons. No. Ah shit. Well, I was like, it's not. This isn't uh, the new Grand Theft Auto. Like, it's uh, not I, I was two. referencing Red Dead, but yes. We... <laughs> well, yeah, Take Two's not the ones who who are owning this. Nintendo just wants to destroy your life through legal means and take two wants to physically threaten you yeah i i would be i i would honestly be very happy if i got a season i would uh, of course remove the episode but then get frame that anyway did you play anything else other than tears of the kingdom um was there much not really uh i don't think so um oh i i did actually for a little while, because the thing is, the thing is, Katie doesn't want me to be playing the Tears of the Kingdom before it comes out, because she doesn't want me to accidentally spoil anything for her. Oh. So, while she's around, uh, I've been playing uh, Middle-Earth Shadow of War. Oh, that's I good. I thought I saw you playing that. On the oh, yeah. Deck. yeah. That's a good and game. It's, uh, it's good. How's it run on uh, the Steam Deck? Flawlessly. Yeah. Uh, Fuck yeah. Yeah, it it runs wonderfully on on Steam Deck. It's just that every once in a while I'm like, oh man, you can really tell that they wanted this to make money. Uh, oh yeah, I, they they removed nope. a lot of that stuff, and we they yeah they got rid of, of the microtransactions. Out. It's fixed they did. Now. Yeah, that's a, it's. I wouldn't necessarily say that it's fixed, but it it definitely is better than it was whenever I had played it originally. I've. But, I've... I've told this story before, but I will. I'll make it brief. Uh, I I worked with somebody who who designed the leveling up system in that game, and after him and his team designed the leveling up system, they're like, "This is perfect. You know, people are gonna go into this area, and they're gonna be this level. It's gonna be great." And then management came up, and they're like, "Hey, microtransactions," and they're like, "But we." We have it designed perfectly, and they're like, that's cool. Microtransactions. But what and... if it was a slot machine? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so it was, it was definitely not the developer's fault. They know. And like, they know it's shit. Like, there are these online features that sometimes pop up, and I'm just like, yeah, that was definitely just kind of crammed in there. Mm-hmm. And like, but yeah, it's, it's otherwise great. Uh, very fun game. And we're going to move from that, and we're going to talk about uh, games that I played. And on Monday, I played Redfall, which apparently a lot of people don't like. Uh, It looks like shit. I could see why. (laughs) Yeah. It it, looks lazy. So I played it, 
and because it's on Game Pass, right? And and mm-hmm. uh, Dur- what I've been doing is Durga, our friend Sarah, and myself will be playing. We'll like do a multiplayer game on Monday nights, and usually that's Overwatch. But Durga is now burnt out on Overwatch, um, and so yeah, it's understandable. Plus, you know, I'll play Overwatch once a week, and he'll play Overwatch like three times a week. So he he kind of burned himself out by playing it a little bit too much. Anyway, so I'm like, okay, well, Redfall comes out on Monday. We can play that. And I actually had fun, but that was probably because I played it with Durga and Sarah. Like, if I was just playing through it by myself, I probably wouldn't have had much fun with it. But playing with friends, it was it was enjoyable. I had fun. We didn't it's have any crashes. Can laugh together at it. Yeah, and you know there were there were some janky things, but it wasn't. I don't know. It wasn't like a four out of ten. I would say it's like a six out of ten, which I think is what it's been getting is around six sixty percent, something like that. Um, and I don't know if I'll play it some more. I didn't not have fun with it, but it could it it could be improved. Uh, there's a story that we're not going to talk about this week, really. It's not in our our news stories, but Phil Spencer said um, it wasn't a delay issue. It was basically the game sucks. He didn't oh. say he didn't say it that he didn't say it that way, but basically he threw the developer under the bus and was like, "Yeah, it's not a delay issue. It's just um, it wasn't good. <laughs> didn't oh, meet our expectations." Fair. I think there's a lot of first-person fatigue out there right now. Mm -hmm. I think as a genre, it's very overplayed at the moment. Yeah, but I I don't know. I didn't I didn't hate it, but it wasn't it wasn't as good as the second game I played, which was on which was on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. I played Dead Island two, and I I spoke about it last week, uh, but Aroa wasn't here. And this game is way better than Dead Island one, just like. Infinitely better than Dead Island One. I had so much fun with it. And Is it better than Dying Light? No. As a, I, I had, I would say that there were times where I was having more fun with Dead Island Two, just because with Dying Light it's such a big world that I'm like, okay, I got to get all the way over to the other side of the fucking map, and it's just running and being bored. Where Dead Island 2 is a lot smaller, so there's a lot more action beats. So you're not just running from one place to another all the time being kind of bored. Is that if that makes sense? Um and it's it, it doesn't overstay its welcome. So it's it, the one thing that annoyed me. So I beat it on Thursday night and you know, I got the end credits and all that and there it ends on a cliffhanger. It ends on a, hey, we're going to have DLC. Mm. So Bold of them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very bold. Uh, but of course, I took a screenshot. My, my friend is one of the, the 2D and UI artists. Uh, she's the person who made my emotes for my Twitch chat. So she, she's working at that studio and is a... Is like a full-time employee, not a contract worker there. So very wow. happy. Yeah, so very happy for her. Um, took that, and I was like, hey, there we go. And she's been my friend for like a decade, so it's really, really cool to see. Because I knew her when she was like in college, and now she's working, you know, and making Dead Island 2, which is awesome. But it was a really fun game. One thing... Another thing I didn't like about it, but I understand, is they give you the really cool items like right at the very end of the game. And I was like, dang it. I wish I would have had these, you know, a, a few hours ago. Maybe. Is there a new game plus? Uh, yeah, that was my question. Uh, there from. I, I'm not sure if there's a new game plus because I didn't check because I don't do new game plus, really. But there is. After the game ends, it sets you up where basically you could have ended, your your character could have ended the game and ran away, but you end up staying in what they call Hell A. See, L A, Hell, anyway. <laughs> 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 and 
they're like, you can continue on and finish up all the quests that you haven't done with all the items that you have now. So there's, I don't know about there being a new game plus, but you can continue the game and continue and finish up all those side missions, which is why I say it. it there's also another story beat that I'm not going to spoil in case anybody's actually going to play this game when it comes to Steam. But do you, do you have to meet Hanako at Embers? No, no, you do not. But there, there's a, there's an end scene where it's like, hey, you got to go do this afterwards, which leads me to believe that they're going to have some, hopefully not paid DLC, but probably definitely paid DLC to hey, kid, continue on. Get your on mom's that. credit card. We got to go buy that boat to get to that island over there. Exactly. That's right. Another dead island. Yeah, it's not even an island. You're in California. Give yeah. it a couple of years. It'll be an island soon enough. And well, oh, that's... The, the, I'm not even going to, I'm not going to spoil anything really, but you go to different places. You go to Santa Monica, California. You're in, you're in LA. Um, the last bit of the game, there is a, uh, uh, the main villain in the game has a base set up on Hollywood Boulevard for some reason. I'm like, what the, <laughs> why? Why? I, I understand the reason is, we want to show off Hollywood Boulevard in this game, but there is no reason why this character would have a base on Hollywood Boulevard other than we want to show off Hollywood Boulevard. It's silly. But moving on, uh, I highly, I, I highly re recommend that you play Dead Island 2. If, you're, if you want to do it on console, it's, it's good on the Xbox Series X and the PS5. Uh, if you don't want to play it on console, it's only on Epic Games right now. So if you if you want to play it on PC and you're against using Epic Games, then you'll have to wait until it comes out on Steam. And it also uses Denuvo, so you can't pirate it. Well, you can't pirate it for like the next two weeks. Basically. Uh, I've been checking. <laughs> You've been checking. And uh, the last game I played was Ravenlock on friday mainly oh, yeah. because it looked good and i was like i don't know and then i i like clicked on it on game pass because it's included in game pass and i clicked on it and i was looking at the gameplay and then i looked down and they have a new thing where it'll tell you how long it takes to beat the game so you don't have to you know go and type in google how long does it take to beat the game and it takes you to how long to beat website no it just tells you right in the game pass that it takes three and a half hours and I was like, that's how long I stream. And so I played and beat Ravenlock, and it really did take me three and a half hours. It was spot on. Um, and it was a good game. I liked it. It's a nice, short, uh, loosely based off Alice in Wonderland. You go through mirrors, and there's like the Hatter and all that jazz. So... Huh. Uh, if you know, if you have three hours of your life you want to spend playing that game, it's uh, it's pretty good actually. I really liked it, and so I beat Dead Island, Dead Island Two, and Ravenlock last week, and then next week I think they patched it. I think it's okay now to to play Jedi Survivor. Is that uh, from what I've been reading? Like they've they've ironed out a lot of the stuttering issues that were happening on happening on PC for for Jedi Survivor. So I maybe Every single person I know who did own it on PC has already returned it. So I actually haven't heard any update on how well that runs now. I've been watching a lot of YouTubers. Um so sorry. <laughs> I I yeah, I've been watching a lot of YouTubers who have spoken about uh you know uh, Jedi Survivor and like Digital Foundry which is Basically, they're the people I trust, right, when it comes to game ports and stuff. And the first, like, game port analysis that they showed off, they were like, this is the worst port I've ever seen. I'm like, wow, mm. that, is, that is bad. But I'm going to do a, a little bit more. How does that even happen nowadays? I don't... Like, every console other than the Switch is running on a fucking Ryzen APU... Yeah. And like it, that's you don't it's fucking it's all x86 guys. Yeah, I know. What do you what you do? I don't know. I don't know what they did, but they they fudged it up. 
That's what they did. I think they prior they definitely prioritized the consoles. But how again, like you said, like you I just you design how that Yeah, like how does that how do you prioritize consoles whenever consoles are just PCs now? What engine does uh, they they've gotta be using Unreal, right? Survivor Jedi Survivor engine. Don't really know, but I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, Unreal Engine Four, not even Unreal Unreal Engine Five. Like, I don't. If you're using an off-the-shelf fucking engine, whether it be Unity or Unreal, both of those are supposed to be like fairly portable. Yeah. Between the platforms, like it, it, to begin with, that is like, and it's not like you it, like it'd be one thing if you were they were putting it on Switch and like it ran at 10 FPS or something because it's like well you know. They had to recompile it for ARM, but yeah, like they're they're all the same. I don't yeah, fucking I don't know. And they design it on PC. Yeah, that's that's what I don't understand. Is you like if you're designing something for the PS5, there's you're you're making it on the PC. You they have development software where you can play the game like you <laughs> would on a PS5 on your PC, like. You would what, think that what, what it would be easier. Do? Yeah, they messed up. They messed up. But hopefully I'll do a little bit more research. I may start that on Tuesday and start playing through uh, Jedi Survivor or on another Tuesday. game. Yes, on Tuesday. And we're going to move on and we're going to talk about some news stories. Uh, first off, oh man, I, I used to like this company and then Elon Musk just keeps fucking it up. <laughs> but... Um, we got Tesla. We got Tesla, and they've come out with a new upgrade for twenty thousand dollars that will make their Model S Plaid go to two hundred miles per hour. So it's a, but it's a software upgrade. Yeah. Well, no, no, they do some hardware stuff. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I th I think a lot of that is software upgrade. Uh, but they do give you a new kit. The The kit includes full brake system upgrade comprised of two 410 by 40 millimeter carbon silicon carbine front rotors, two 410 by 32 millimeter carbon silicon carbine rear rotors, two six-piston, one-piece forged calipers with high-performance brake pads. So you get new brakes. Two four-piston, so one-piece forged... Rear calipers with high-performance brake pads, dual parking brakes, and track-ready brake fluid. So it is just a software upgrade that makes it go faster, but they're upgrading the brakes so that you can actually stop. Yes. Uh, they will also give you... They're also uh, getting you new wheels and tires consisting of 20x10J0G wheels. Goodyear wow. Supercar. They're, they're Goodyear Supercar 3R tires. Um, and then they give you some other tires as well, um, with <laughs> valve stems and nut, uh, lug nut covers. I don't wow, know why they include covers. <laughs> of course, we're going to give you those lug nut covers. We're also, we're also going to give you, uh, the thing to make it valve so that, stems. yeah, valve Ooh. stems so you can not have your air leak out. The oh, fucking, yes. If I'm buying a tire, like I'm not going to go to, I don't know if you have it there, but I'm not going to go to Les Schwab and... What like, the fuck is a Le Schwab? Uh, it's a person who started a tire company that's really big in Oregon and Washington. Oh. Um, it's it's like the main. It was the main source of like income into the town I used to live in for the longest time. And they actually offered because he owned a ranch. So during t certain times of the year, he'd be like, "If you buy a whole set of tires, I'll give you meat." So you just get like. A, a basket full of meat from his his ranch. Anyway, um, the firmware update accompanies the purchase, unlocking a new top speed of 200 miles per hour. So yes, you are right. But here's the thing. Here's what I found hilarious. So the Model S Plaid package will be available starting in June and can be purchased in the Tesla app. The price is listed as $15,000 to $20,000 or... You could buy the tire and wheel package for six thousand dollars. So, so you what you're saying is, 
they're charging $9,000 for a software upgrade. They're charging $5,000. Let's let's be generous. They're charging $5,000 for those tires. Well, okay. I mean, I, I'm assuming, wait. That doesn't include installation, does it? Um, Probably not. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. I, w- I would imagine that that would call it, that would if be it, inst- if it includes installation. That's not as ridiculous as you might think. It, I, I would imagine that it would include installation, like. But again, I don't know. Uh, they, it's the, probably a you have to drive to a Tesla support center, like oh, you would, and and then you can get that. I I I think that's. I, I would hope. I would hope that's what it would be, but that's still $6,000 for that. And then at least $9,000 for a software upgrade. Yeah. That's that's the dumb part is $9,000 for a thing that just tells the car. Yeah. It's okay for you to go faster. But also like it's already there. It's already in the car. Yeah. But also like that's first off, it's a checkbox. They press a checkbox and they press apply. That's all they Mm do. But where are you going to go in the United States that you're going to be able to drive 200 miles oh, per hour? Well, that's, uh, you're not. That's, where, that's the thing. Where are you going to go in the world that you're going to be able to drive 200 miles an hour other than Germany? It's the same reason that like they, they sell any other sports car, really on the market where it's like it's got 350 horsepower and it's like yeah it's great it's gonna be so useful for whenever you're driving down the highway at 55 miles an hour or you're in stop and go traffic on your way home from the office yep like there are also like you're you're only getting what 350 right 350 miles out of this car i'm give or take but let's say 350 miles on the charge and that's best case scenario. You're going 55 or 65 down the highway, winds at your back, stuff like that. Um, the more, like, obviously, the faster you go, the more wind resistance you're going to have. So it's going to cut that down. So this is going to, like, if you're actually driving at over 100 miles an hour, you're going to be cutting that distance you can travel in like half. So yeah, you might you? be able to. Yeah, the the fast. I thought, uh, I thought electric cars got more efficient the faster you went. No, no, because the wind it, it it evens out at a certain point, and then start you start losing it because the wind is pushing. Uh, yeah. you. So they they but get. I, I wouldn't far. think you'd cut it in half. It, like... If you're going, if you're going two hundred miles an hour, it's going to be cut in half because I think. Like you double the speed. So if you double the speed, so let's say you're going from 50 miles an hour to 100 miles an hour, okay? You you would think that it would double the wind resistance, but it actually makes the wind resistance four times more. It's an exponential gain. So if you're going uh, if you're going 100 miles an hour and then you go up to 200 miles an hour, that's again going to be that's going to be eightfold more than just going 50 miles an hour. And that's, that's what I've, that's from what I understand, that's how the wind resistance works. I will take your word for it. Cause I started spacing out the more numbers you started saying. And the only Nerd. reason I know that <laughs> the only reason I know that is because I, um, I watch a lot of what's called the fully charged show on YouTube and a lot of car manufacturers will will go and talk about that and how wind resistance goes higher, you know, the faster you go and it's four times or whatever, blah, 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 depending on how fast you're going. So fucking riveting shit. Yeah, super riveting. Uh, again, this is dumb, but dumb people are going to buy it. People, it's already the Model S Plaid starts at one hundred and seven thousand dollars. So well, yeah, because the, the Model S was the that's the, the the fancy one. That's the, that was the first one. No, it wasn't. Was it? No, that was that the was. Roadster. Well, the one that matters. No one cares about that. 
That's true. But yes, the Model S was the 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 first one that that gained mass appeal. The Roadster was basically their concept car. And yeah, they they, they basically have abandoned the Roadster, but the Model S Plaid at 107 yeah. $107,490. Plus the fucking the, the like the whole joke is supposed to be that they have the Model S and the Model X, and then the Model Three was going to be the Model E, and then they were, they have the Model Y as well. Yeah. Um. That, did that ever launch? Yeah. Yeah. It's like I think that you can get it for like forty thousand dollars now. Uh, I don't know. Is like it not, like the normie? Is it the normie grade SUV? I or don't. Something? No, I. I have, I, I have absolutely no idea. No idea. I, I don't know what that is. Uh, Model Y. Let me take a look at this. Uh no, it looks it, it's a it's a car. It's just an It's just a different car. Yeah, that's what it looks like. It doesn't look like Whatever. an SUV. I and that's the problem. Like I a lot of the electric vehicles that are coming out, and then we'll move on to the next story, are like SUVs. Like a lot of the companies well, yeah. are like, we're making affordable SUV electric vehicles, and I'm like, fucking. Give me a car. No. I like, want a sedan. No one buys sedans anymore. That's the thing. Like, everyone wants a crossover because they're good at fuel economy and uh, they have a lot of cargo space. And that's what Americans want, even though they never use any of that cargo space. Like, I'm okay. With, like, I have my Prius, which is a hatchback. But I, I seriously, I just, like, I want, I want a normal sedan or... Like one of those micro cars. I want a station wagon. I want station wagons to come back. Uh, that's base. Uh, I mean, that's similar to what the Prius. My Prius is. It's sort of what, like. Well, I want like a big station wagon. I want. Mm. I'm I'm somebody who has definitely fallen into the the uh crossover. You want a thing. boat. You like, want a boat. I see. I like having a big car that also somehow manages to get decent gas mileage because uh, I want to be able to haul a lot of things around if I need to. But I also don't want a truck because I'm not a redneck. I really wanted, and unfortunately it just, it doesn't make sense and it's not going to come to the United States for a while. I really wanted the micro Lino. Uh, I don't know what the hell that is. Uh, look it up. It's beautiful. It's is super that, tiny. One of those smart cars? Uh, similar. It's very similar. It's based off, uh, it's based off a design from Germany, uh, that was, you know years upon years ago called the Isetta, and the the door is the front, like the entire front is the door. Oh, I think I've seen that. Yeah, and and I, I wouldn't fit in that. You wouldn't. I would, and it would also be like, ah, oh, no, I can't give you a ride, man. I got, I got no space. <laughs> It'd be great, but it doesn't get enough range, and it only goes up to, like, 54 miles an hour. If it could go oh up to, like, God. 70, well, it's made to be, like, a European city car. Yeah. Not, not a United States, I gotta drive get, 200 miles to get anywhere car. You get run off the fucking road just driving on the highway here. Yeah. Our highways grow at, go at 65 miles an hour. Yep. Here Don't too. dust the wind to come by, you'd be blown right off the road. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But we're going to move on. We're going to talk about Starlink. And uh, some because some good things are happening with Starlink. They, they've done oh, some are good. Are they dead? No, no, they're not dead. <laughs> but they were planning on... How needlessly cynical can I be? <laughs> they, were, um, they were planning on implementing data caps of one terabyte. And then after a terabyte, they would slow you down. Oh, and... boy, that wouldn't work for me. Well, also, uh, they were, it was going to be one terabyte residential cap and an optional 25 cents per gigabyte for overage fees. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been bad, but they have scrapped that. Um, Starlink sent an email to users said, good news, your Starlink subscription will remain unlimited. Good news, we're not being assholes. Um, yeah, like, go fuck yourselves. Yeah, uh, and will no longer be di- uh, deprioritized after one terabyte of data use. Um, this was from a guy named Nathan Owens, a Netflix Netflix engineer who frequently tweets about Starlink. Oh, okay. He posted a screenshot of the email yesterday. Um, 
So there were also some things. They said that speeds have dropped as Starlink attracts more users. As recently as late September, Starlink said that residential users should expect up to 50 megabytes, I'm sorry, megabits per second to 200 megabits per second upload speeds, or I'm sorry, for download speeds, and then upload speeds of 10 megabits per second to 20 megabits per second with a latency of 20 to 40 milliseconds. So that's not great for the price. Still better no. than some... It's still better than some like if you're you know out in the boonies or something and you can't get internet like that it's still better but it's not it's not great like maybe if you're trying to do like some of that i live in the woods and want to live off the land but still want to watch netflix um it would be it would be all right uh you can get business speed um those are 100 megabits to 350 megabits downloads and 10 to 40 megabits uploads. But those I think are way more expensive. And obviously you have priority. Um, in addition, this is all from Ars Technica. In addition to a one-time $599 hardware fee, Starlink startup standard plans cost $120 a month in limited capacity areas and $90 a month in excess capacity areas. So I would assume that means it's more expensive if you're trying to get in, like, let's say you're in a, you know, big city that has, a, like, a lot of people. It's more expensive than if you're in, if you're in the boonies, which is weird. Uh, the priority plans for business and other high-demand users start at $250 a month for one terabyte of the highest-speed data. The monthly prices are $500 for two terabytes and $1,500 for six terabytes of data. Jesus. That is too much. That's like, I... Well, good good for me because I was actually getting into the uh, spy balloon business. And if I could just <laughs> hook something on it and give it data wherever it goes, like, I, I got a lot of data to send, man. So this That's is true. perfect for me. <laughs> Um, China number one. Like we, we have, I go. I, 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 the only thing I can say is, I don't think that there's a lot of businesses that are going to be using six terabytes, like small businesses that this would be for, that are going to be using six terabytes of data a month. If you are to the point where you're paying, you know, this much money, or you're, or, or you're doing six terabytes of data a month, then you're going to have like a actual business account with like, you know, fiber ran to the building or something. There are, there Unless are some, you are a small business that's running in like a shitty little town. Well, yeah, but are you going to be paying $1,500 a month for that? You're probably going to be using one of the lower end. Um, uh, maybe you're like the only, maybe you're the only it company in the whole town. But are you still going to be using six terabytes of data, though? I don't know. Like, we hammer our our internet, and I do less than two terabytes. I know I mean, you've been you, you've been using just, a lot, but... Yeah, I just sent you that I used 10 terabytes in one month. That's true. That's true. But, uh, like, that was just the one month. Most months, I hit around five or six. Interesting. Um, I the only thing I could see it for just a business account in general is we have been setting up with my business. Um, I thankfully I don't have to support any of these users, which is really good. Uh, because it would just add more bandwidth to stuff that I'm already you know slammed with with people asking for tickets and stuff. But uh, there's another team that is setting up like Texas and Florida and the person who's in charge of setting up the Florida clinics is like, yeah, so Florida's infrastructure sucks because in the places that we're setting up these clinics, they, you know, they'll build everything, they'll get everything, you know, perfect or whatnot, and then a hurricane will come through and wipe out the town and they have to rebuild again every three years, three or four years. And so getting internet to those clinics has been a struggle. And I, 
I think that that would be the perfect case scenario for something like a Starlink business plan, because, you know, even if they take out the the building and and the the dish and everything, you can just get another dish and put it on top, and then you have internet again. Yeah. And that that is the best case scenario for this. Or I, I could also see. Um... So my my wife's been watching a lot of like storm chaser stuff, mm -hmm. and a lot of them will live stream while they're chasing, but they'll end up losing signal because either the storm like blocks the, the cell tower or there's just no good cell coverage. And I could see if you have a network of storm chasers and want to have better internet quality, being able to do that. Yeah, or um, uh, Pokemon Go streamers. Yeah, those that definitely are still around. Uh, commodity market right there. What's what's the new one that's coming out? We spoke about it, and I completely forgot the Monster Hunter one. Is there a Monster Hunter one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a thing that's happening for reasons I don't know. But yeah, it makes so, more sense than LeBron James. So, uh, what? What? I have no idea. Because the basketball one. Oh right, right. Okay, forgot about that. I don't know why they keep doing that. It's just weird. But anyway, Starlink getting rid of their unlimited um, caps that they were going to implement. Apparently, there was enough backlash that somebody listened. It's, it's, I, I imagine that the higher ups at Starlink were like, Elon's on Twitter still. Just, just send out the email. Just send it. Just do it. <laughs> he won't notice. He's on Twitter. He's pretending he's that he thinks he's hilarious. He's pretending to be a five-year-old boy or something. <laughs> God, I, I'm not a fan of his. If he could have just kept his mouth shut, <laughs> it would be a lot better for him. But we're going to move on, and we're going to talk about some uh, something I don't like. And it's, uh, it's free TV. I don't like no. it. Don't like it one bit. This is from Gizmodo says Pluto TV's co-founder is working to revolutionize the television industry with free ad-supported TV sets, which will reportedly be released later this year. Free so, ad-supported TV. So it's just TV. Well, yes, but no, no, no. You get the, you get the TV for free. Oh. And then okay. I don't know how it's going to be ad-supported like every time you turn it on, will it have an ad? Um, uh. It says it says the company aims to make a return on investment through the constantly streaming advertisements oh. and info informational widgets on the secondary it has, screen. It has a secondary screen that it, its only purpose is to just blast advertising at you while you're using the main. TV. That is what a dumb idea. That's not gonna work. Yeah, yeah. The second just screen. Fucking people just turn the fucking just cover up the screen. Yeah. It says the second screen will be small, report or reportedly about the size, uh, and uh, about the height of a phone. Will be included a uh, newsreel from Bloomberg, CNN, ESPN, as well as sports scores from NFL, MLB. NBA and NHL, according to Lopass. The final selection so, of news outlets has yet to be chosen. So, uh, Nathan, you probably don't have these. Do you have advertisements on, ga on gas pumps? I wouldn't think so, since you don't pump your own gas. I don't think so, no. No. So, so this makes me think that uh, it's going to be exactly like... You, you definitely have them, Connor. Oh yeah, uh, the Super gas annoying. pumps. Yeah, like you go, you you put your card in, and it's like, okay, pick your gas. Okay, now it's time to blast advertisements and like financial news at you at like three times the volume of your own brain while you're trying to pump gas, and, and it's just gonna be that. And there's like this little like on the display where normally it just shows like insert your card. Do you want a receipt? And all that shit. Now, instead, you have the screen that's just got people going this week on Cheddar. Uh, you got to check out Tesla's new financial report. They're going up, up, 
you check out these new short calls. Uh, like, nope. For the next we five do, minutes, we do not have those time. in Oregon. And thank God they're not there anymore. We're GSTV. That's a gas station TV. Yeah. They were doing nothing but crypto ads. And I, I think when the market dropped, they were like, we need to find something new to advertise. <laughs> Get a free I TV. Fucking, <laughs> fucking hate that shit. But it's not, it, this sounds like it's going to be that, but it's just going to be sitting off to the side of your TV screen at all times. How many seconds do you think it's going to take somebody to hack this and remove all that shit? I, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened immediately and then they came out with a revision that had like circuitry in it where if it detects that there's nothing on the secondary screen, then the main TV just doesn't work. Yeah. Um, and also, also... Uh, whenever this company inevitably shutters, all these TVs are immediately going to become e-waste. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. It's like the uh, the on live console. Yeah, it's going to be exactly like that. If you and go, we're going to add even more to our microplastics problem. If you go to the website, so it says a website called Free Telly appears to be set up, but if you click on it, there's nothing there. It just says coming 2023, the biggest thing to happen to TV since color. Fuck you. <laughs> that is the biggest thing to happen since color advertisements yeah. more advertising that's what no um yeah that's oh that's bad i i will definitely not be getting one of these i have a tv it's fine i don't i don't use it that much um i will i will continue to look into this because I want to see what happens, but it's definitely not something that I I want to invest any time into. I would invest 15 minutes into breaking that fucking phone screen that they have there, but that that's about it. Anyway, our last story. Do you remember uh, uh, last year? Nope. No. The game. Oh. Oh, nope. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, uh, I owned it on Discord. Remember we, when that was a thing? We played it. Yeah. Yeah. When they were, it wasn't very good. It was. It wasn't great. No, it was all right. Yeah. Like I don't like yeah, that type heart. of game. Yeah, I don't like that type of game a lot unless it's with like a good group of friends. Anyway, um, like and and then there was like you know there was a better game. There was Friday the Thirteenth, and now they have Dead by Daylight. It's one of those types of games where. You have a killer, and then you're you're in a school, and you're one of the school children. You know, it's an American school. Yeah. And now that I say it out loud, it sounds worse than it, it sounded in my head. But yeah, so there's. It's not like it's somebody with a shotgun. It, it is you know a, a demon or something like that, and. They they died because they were rele they released it on Discord. That was the only place you could buy it, was on Discord. And then I was that well, the also, only game that Discord published. Uh, uh, I don't think it was the only one, but there weren't very many. Um, but also, it wasn't just because it was only on Discord because they re-released it on Steam at one point and. Uh, it was not any better because the developers were very dumb and inexperienced. Yeah, and it was it was janky from what I remember. Like the the Discord was where you got news about the game, fittingly. Uh, and there were periods of time where the developers were just completely silent. Uh, and then they'd come back. And I remember at one point they were like, uh, Okay, guys, guess what? We're just gonna we're just scrapping everything. We're just gonna start over from from the base. Uh, we're gonna come back in like six months. It's gonna be better than ever. And then like a year went by, I think. And, and like, we're gonna come back in six more months. <laughs> like they they eventually put out like an early access build, and it was not any better at all. So they, to be fair, that's worked in the past for certain 
Yeah. One company. I, I was for hopeful. one singular company. <laughs> That's Final Fantasy fourteen. Where they're like, we're literally just gonna blow up the world. <laughs> what? Nah, fuck it. It's gone. Hey, uh, uh okay, but when are you gonna be back? Don't know. Probably like a year. <laughs> <laughs> and now it worked for him. It it's doing well. Gangbusters. Um, it was really cool too. Yeah. So last year the game is re-releasing on Steam with with new developers. Apparently, they found a new developer. Um, it says here from Eurogamer last year, which was originally developed by Elastic Games and amassed a passionate player base and hundreds of thousands of downloads since it first launched as a Discord exclusive in 2018. That was five years ago, Aroa. Um, it has been. I'm re- surprised that's all it was. <laughs> uh, it has been that. To be fair, these last three years have felt both the shortest and longest amount of time I've ever felt. <laughs> Yeah, and weird, man. Yeah, it just does. It it still doesn't feel like. Yeah, I'm still in 2019. Yeah. I'm still yeah. waiting for 2019 to end. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it has been reborn by a new developer, Undaunted Games. It's a it's a good name. <laughs> <laughs> They'll do their best. Uh, and return to Steam as a free to play title. Oh no! Um, it says we've always believed and the potential of this title. And when we did the marketing for the game at PAX East and West in 2018, we saw the reactions from players and also what the game could be last year definitely deserves another shot at realizing that and bringing back the game is the first step. So I, are they, is it back now? Let's, let's check. I don't, I didn't even, even look. It says it, it says it is back as a free to play title, but I could be wrong last year. Free to play, and it's I, got. I do think if it has any chance, uh, it, like now would be the time, because like Dead by Daylight is not in a great place in the minds of a lot of people, and the Dead by Daylight killer, uh, VHS turned out to be hot garbage, yeah. and like no one else has really been able to do anything to that degree. So I think if anything has potential to at least upset Dead by Daylight's reign, maybe it would be last year, but... So we've got uh, mixed reviews from overall reviews, um, 60% of 7,939 reviews say the game is positive. And then for recent reviews, it's 68% of 402 reviews. So, sixty to seventy percent game. Um, I don't know if that's enough to surpass Dead by Daylight, and that's, that's depends about on it. the day of the week. But I just thought it was interesting because you know we played it when it came out on yeah. Discord, and I was like, "Why?" And then Discord, after like a year, was like, "Why are we doing this?" <laughs> and they stopped that pretty pretty quickly and then they they discord has tried to pivot to be more like oh we want normies but i don't yeah. know how well that's working for them i don't either i know that uh i know that they're really making me think about not paying for turbo anymore well or nitro or nitro yeah i've never done that i just i, I don't like I don't like locking features behind a paywall like that. Well, I understand. They're they're not like major features for the most part. The main Mm -hmm. thing, the main reason that I pay for it is because I wanted to be able to control my differentiator, but that's not a thing anymore. Well, at least it won't be soon. Oh, you mean for your Um, name? Yeah, Yeah. The numbers that come after it. Yeah. That's they're They're getting rid of the, of the numbers, which is awesome. Very. Uh, a lot of people are pissed off about it. Good for them. Because uh, this means, because of the way that they're doing the name change uh, thing, like there are going to be people who get to change their name before other people, and that's going to leave them wide open to impersonation. I could see that. 
and also like let's say there's two aroas hanging around mm-hmm. and then you're gonna have to be a roa one three three seven again yeah, but uh, that's probably not going to happen in my case because I've had an account since Skype was still around. Me too. So, uh, and they're doing the they're doing the name changes in order of uh, whenever your account was made. Tenure, based on tenure. Yeah, that's the that's a word. It is a word, but I I completely understand that point of view too because, um, I spoke about it a, a couple of months ago. Asmongold? I'd never watch him. He's a he's a MMO YouTuber or he's YouTuber. A cock, but... Yeah, that guy. Um But he he made a valid point. Like I it's you know, he went into a game and he's like, My name's taken. I have to Asmongold or whatever is taken or whatever name he uses in games is taken. That's the game. Well, no. It wasn't even that. And and that was part of me, like part of my brain was like, who cares? Just move on and but the way he ex- but the the way that he explained it made sense because he was he said that yes i understand this you know it's kind of pedantic but think about it from my point of view if somebody goes in there creates my you know account with my name and then impersonates me to people then they can rip them off mm-hmm. and it, it's the same thing with like the blue check marks right like you don't the people on Twitter there was a reason they had the blue check marks and that and they and apparently that was because Twitter got sued at one point um because there was no way at the in the beginning to verify that somebody was famous or not and there were people who were getting scammed out of money so Twitter got sued and one of the compromises they had to do was make the blue check marks so that people could be like, okay, this person is legitimately a celebrity um, because of, of situations like that. Anyway, uh, we've gone off track. I apologize. So what we're going to do is we're going to end the podcast. And I would like to thank you for being here, Aroa. Yeah, I was here. I had a, I talked. Yeah, yeah, you're definitely not typing on your keyboard the whole time. And thank you I for being <laughs> And thank you for being here, uh Cyberpunk Monk. I was typing on my keyboard the whole time. I got a game to plan for oh. uh, like an hour. Oh, that was you. That was you that was typing. Yeah, and... I've I've been playing on uh I've been playing on my Steam Deck Switch that's in my PC. Oh, okay. Yes. That that <laughs> you have a capture card <laughs> in your PC that you just slot your switch yeah. at you. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Anyway, I will uh I, I will let you guys go and I will uh, thank you for being here. We'll be back next week talking about more more stuff. More stuff that I'll I'll scrounge up thirty minutes before the podcast starts. Thank you for being here. Bye. Hey, did you guys know that in Gex 2, whenever Gex says the line, note to self, don't drink tap water at Jerry Garcia's, that that's a reference to an MK Ultra program taking place in the early 60s, wherein uh, at Grateful Dead concerts in Southern California, the CIA was lacing water with LSD to see what kind of effects it would happen on the populace.